25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the line. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, 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 look at us. Together again. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. Here in uh, the state capital of Jackson, Mississippi. What's up, y'all? And what's up, Roger? Hey, man, good to have you in. It's good to see you, too. Y'all, Roger drives a very nice car. <laughs> I sometimes got a deal on it. He says he got a deal on it. I'm, George Carr hooked me up. Look, I'm pulling up in the uh, parking lot and uh, looking for a parking space. <laughs> and this Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and this shiny new uh, sunroof. It's a very name brand. Well, well, not really. Like it's it's a very high end brand of car. I don't want to give it all away, Roger. Right, is what I'm saying. Comes easing out of a parking space, and I think, oh, cool, that's close to the station. I'll just get that space. <laughs> and guess what? It's Roger driving the car. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have the the sunroof silicone closed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Okay. I got leaking in there. And I have the. I do not want the fungus smell or whatever that mold smell in my car. Yeah, you you don't want to get out. Is that what it is? I don't want to get in. <laughs> okay. If, if it rains in your car. It's disturbing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm with you here in the the Farm Bureau studio in Jackson, and I literally as the show began just now, I got a text from the homecoming queen who was on the show yesterday, yeah. made her appearance yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I get a text from her that says, "Well, I guess you're there." It's one of those. Oh, you didn't text you the eagle has landed. Well, we we no, I didn't. Uh, We've been texting back and forth for you know all morning, an hour oh, since okay. I got here about oh, okay. other things. I just never said in the text, "I'm I made it. I'm here." I meant that. One would believe that she might be under the impression that you text while you're driving. Yeah. Well, she knows better. I, I usually don't. Okay. What I'm saying is. We sent some things back and forth. That's all within the hour leading up to the start of this show. I'm sitting in the break room on the computer at thezone1059.com listening to the Gridiron, Chris Brooks' show. And uh, and, and let Ooh, me just say... like a hoot. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. <laughs> that broadcast school really paid off. Let me just say that I can't quite figure Chris out. Nobody is that nice, like genuinely. He, I think Chris is a little nervous around me, and he feels the need to compliment me. Like, oh, he's that—he's that way with everybody. Is he that way with everybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I just—that's what I needed to know. 
I'm not saying he probably doesn't look at some people and go, they are stupid. But he treats everybody very nice. He's he's overly nice. Is that what it is? <laughs> was he a close talker? Hey, well, see, I know he's in his car listening right now. Yeah. He's not a close talker. No. It was like today. There he is. He, he didn't hear it. He just walked by. Okay, it was like today. He said, I'm really glad that. He, he said, you're doing great. I was like, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. I'm, he said, I'm really glad you're doing what you're doing. And I thought, Ooh, I'm like going on two years now doing what I'm doing. He's just really nice. Oh, okay. But I think there's, I think, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to put my finger exactly on it, what it is. Chris is just, if you've ever met Chris Brooks, you know he comes across as Almost too nice. But Roger is telling me he's that way with everybody. I know what you mean, though. Like, you meet somebody, and they're like, are they really that nice? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's Mm. that nice. Yeah. No judgment at all? Hmm. (laughs) I mean, my wife, honestly, when we met years and years and years ago, we've been married for 11 years. We dated for a couple years before that. We knew each other and were friends long before we began actually dating my first impression of her was, she's almost too nice. Yeah. And it took me forever to get it that she kind of likes me. <laughs> <laughs> but she's probably, she's nice to everybody. She's always, well, she she's is. always asking about other folks. I think she, yeah, she's, she made sure you invited me over there to your steak thing. Or hey, listen, what do they call that? Um, that maternal instinct okay. where it's like, I got to take care of everybody. Mother hen. I got, yeah, I got to make sure everybody's taken care of. You happy? Yeah. You happy? You feel good? Yeah. You feeling Okay. What about the dog? They good? Everybody okay? She's a natural born hostess. She she really is. She really is. Which I hope that's the case. We're gonna put it to test tonight <laughs> in oh, Vicksburg. That's right. This is the big night. Tonight's a big night. If you've listened to this show, you follow me on social media, you know that over the last um month and a half or so I've been telling you about promoting these events. Food number one. Football, number two, film study mixed in there as well. We're having these dinners where folks have bought tickets. We're just going to have good food, sit around, talk football. But we're also going to do some film study, watch some stuff, offense, defense, watch your team, break down opponents coming up, learn a little bit about football. And for a lot of folks, it it, it may not be – some may know. It may not be terribly in-depth, but others it may be kind of a – you can learn some things you never learned before. Who knows? But it'll be fun. We know that. And the first one's tonight at the Anthony in Vicksburg. It's the restaurant inside the country club there. And she's kind of the planner and the hostess. Is she over there now? On her way. On her way. And, um, yeah, she kind of has the the tough job. I just have to get up and we just talk football. I know that. I can do that with one eye closed, hand behind my back. Well, the country club, though, you're going to be in good hands. I think so. Well, they and, do this every day. Well, and I heard the the menu. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to that. Unless she just doesn't like the way they fold the napkins or something. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be some fried chicken in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So oh, everything else will fall into place after that. Yeah. So if you're listening, and I'm going to see you in Vicksburg tonight. Hey, looking forward to it. If you're not able to make it tonight, um, I tell you what, I, I don't. It's not completely sold out, but the event in Jackson is getting pretty close. I've had some orders uh, come in yesterday um, at Char Restaurant, October 3rd. That'll be a Thursday night, October 3rd, at Char Restaurant here in Jackson. will be our uh, film study dinner here. And there's really only a few tickets left. So if you want to go, you might go get one. Um, 
It's uh, mattwyattmedia.com. Go to the events page right there. You'll see it. Click it. Buy your ticket right there. Um, Roger, you're coming. It's on me if you want. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I saw Jake out here a bit ago. I think we're going to get Jake there. Awesome. Yeah. I, t- I told him yesterday, I said, man, you got to come out to that. And he's like, man, I don't want to get in his way. And I'll mess with me. He'd probably love that. Oh, no. He yeah. wouldn't be getting in my way. Not at all. Uh, on the text line real quick, let's see. Um, okay, Bates, I'm going to hang on to your text. We're going to get to it. We kind of rolled in here last second. A little bit of a different setup today than we normally have. I don't actually have buttons in front of me, but Roger's got all the buttons and stuff. So we'll we'll get to some Sonic Boom coming up. If you want to be a part of the show, you can be. Let me let me tell you how to do that, all right? There's really three good ways today to be a part of the show. First of all, you want to tweet me, feel free. I'm on Twitter, at Radio Wyatt. At Radio Wyatt on Twitter, that's me. You can tweet me, sort of like this guy, whoever it is behind this. It's 1059Trump on Twitter. He is at Trump105. Be careful. He said, I just tuned into the Radio White show, parentheses, great guy. Yeah. And it's a. So far, so good. He said, it's a MS Gridiron Love Fest. Has Sneaky Chris fooled Matt too? And then he put, <laughs> sad! Exclamation point. It's Whoever does this parody Twitter account has a Trump tweet down pat. <laughs> well, and you have to you know put parentheses in there. To heck with capitalization, according to grammar rules. They don't need that. And and President Trump doesn't need that either on Twitter. Punctuation, who cares? He didn't care. And end it with something like sad exclamation point. And that's what we got. No, no, it was one show in the state of Mississippi. Well, thank you, Chris. Glad you recognize that. Look, all I'm all it was, Trump, is that Chris was really laying it on thick for me. He tells me that I'm a great guy and really complimentary. And all I really want to know from Chris is what is the calf muscle workout that he goes through because he is trying his best. He has to be. He's doing steps or something. I mean, what? That doesn't happen naturally. Whatever he's doing, you need to focus on He's not skipping leg day. He's the opposite. You need to focus on the upper body, Chris. Leave the calves alone for a day. You can text the show if you want at um, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. If you need the number instead of the letters, it's 885-3776. So text away. And you can call me. I'd love to hear your voice today on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. They are your Kubota dealer. Big mowers, commercial. Medium-sized mowers, small ones, residential. Right on down to the push mowers. Hand tools from Kubota, Red Max, anything for a hunter. That's where you want to go. Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. All right, the uh, number to the Divinity phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. So uh, give me a call. What is today, Thursday? So you'll have college games tonight. You're going to have NFL football tonight if that's your deal. This is an AFC South deal tonight. Who is it? Titans and Jaguars. Yeah, so Gardner Minshew is going to play tonight. we got Titans and Jaguars tonight in the NFL. I won't get to see it, but that's what you're going to have. So if you want to watch a hometown kid start another game for an NFL team, um, jump in there and watch that tonight. 
Let me give you a heads up also. I um, had a conversation today, talked with somebody who's an analyst uh, for ESPN and the SEC Network, does some work for them, who's called a Kentucky game or two. Well, I guess one Kentucky game, and and this weekend will be his, his second Kentucky game. That's Matt Stinchcomb. We talked on the phone a little bit today. And uh, he helped me out with some things to know about Kentucky and personnel, some things like that. So at some point here today, I'm going to jump into that with you, just kind of give you a little insight. We'll start the preview process, and then tomorrow on Friday, jump into it real hot and heavy, um, previewing opponents. So Cal is in there for Ole Miss. Cal's coming to Oxford. They played each other a couple of years ago. Cal is ranked in some polls in the top 25. They have a very highly rated defense. They have some personnel on defense who are thought to be the big-time draft picks, that kind of thing, but they've got to come here. Now, it's not going to be 98 degrees in the shade in Oxford this weekend like it was last weekend. The thought is, has always been, bring me a team from a different climate, California, Washington, somewhere like that, Oregon, bring them down here, BYU, and Kansas State, and they will suffer in the heat and humidity. Like it doesn't get hot in California. They never suffer, it appears, in the heat and humidity here. So... Based on something I promised earlier in the week, what I'm going to say to you is just drop it. If you're an Ole Miss fan, just drop it. Trust me. Drop it. The idea that they're coming here and playing in our climate, it means nothing. See Kansas. See Kansas State. <laughs> and and the thing is, too, it's going to cool off a yeah. little bit. Or supposed to. Let me look at the... Uh, high in the uh, 80s, which, I mean, that still sounds high, but it's better than a high in the 90s, upper 90s. Right. And just think about the the way the difference is going to feel once the sun starts to go down, right? Yeah. So today in North Mississippi, the high is 91. Uh, Saturday, the high is 88 or 89, depending on where you look, and the low actually dipping down in the 60s. Nice. So see, like if it's a 3 o'clock game in Starkville, for instance, well, by the time that game's finishing, sun's going to be going down. And so you're telling me when we walk out of the stadium on Saturday night, we're looking at temperatures near room temperature. It's going to be mid-70s when you walk out of there. If you're in Oxford, right, because Friday in that northern part of the state, the high is 88, low is 65. So they're playing an 11 a.m. game. Well, if you get up and you go to the game and you tailgate a little bit ahead of time in the Grove, it's going to be downright chilly compared to what you have felt the last couple of weeks at these games if you go into the Grove at 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. What is it down on the field? I mean, is is, is there enough circulation in there that you, it's about the ambient temperature as if you were outside, outside the stadium? Yeah, okay. it's, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, you get some stadiums that, you know, maybe That's feel... hotter up in the... The seats. Yeah, you get up higher, yeah. or depending on if it's if it's bright sunshine and you're yeah. sitting on concrete bleachers or something like that. Yeah. But you know, um, and really, wind is not much of a factor in Oxford. It's not. It's a stadium where they seat sixty thousand, but the top row of that stadium, all the way around three hundred and sixty degrees, is really close to the field. There's no height in that stadium, oh, okay. so. From a fan perspective, it's one of the better stadiums to go to because any seat is a good seat. Does that make sense? Yeah. The highest seat and the lowest seat, y'all aren't that far apart the way it's built. Um, state is a little different because you don't have seats in one end. 
And so you can be in the upper reaches on the east or west side, and you kind of feel like you're up in the clouds almost. But because it's open, it, it has an effect of sometimes it'll kind of, if, if, especially if there's a breeze coming in there out of the south or out of the west, right. it'll come in there and swirl around a little bit, and you'll look. I've noticed this after the construction at Davis Wade. The flags on the end of the goalpost in one end will be waving around, and then the flags on the end of the goalpost in the other are just sitting dead still. So as far as breeze and wind, it can feel a lot different depending on which end of the stadium you're in. I know that seems like... Where is, like, it, where is it usually most still? On the, it's most still on the, the north end. On the inside of the horseshoe. There. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, because it's up there right against the seats. Yeah. yeah. So it can be a lot different. But I don't think you know it's really uh, that different anywhere in the stadium in Oxford. Uh, by the way, tonight, the game, if you want to watch uh, college football tonight, the game on ESPN kicks off at 6, is Houston at Tulane. What did Houston do? Let's see. I, I got in an argument. Not an argument, but on Twitter. Houston are going to win that one? Let's see here. Well, see, I don't think so. Tulane's 2-1. and one. Houston is the one who, they scored 31 points on Oklahoma, but gave up 49. And... After that first week, I didn't say something negative about Jalen Hurts and Oklahoma. I just said, well, everybody's going to score a lot of points on, on Houston's defense. They just are. They were bad last year, made a coaching change, hired an offensive head coach. And somebody, I think it might have been on my YouTube channel, somebody had comments in there about that, saying that I had not given them credit. And my response was, well, I mean, just watch. Houston's going to give up points to everybody they play. So going out and throwing for four touchdowns in the season opener and going up and down the field on Houston, it's kind of like what they're doing in the NFL right now to Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. They're like, well, he's got seven touchdown passes in two games. Sure, it may set a Cowboy record. Ain't played nobody. Ain't played anybody. (laughs) The Giants are horrible. Anybody could throw four against them, right? That's kind of the same thing. But what? People um, who don't like the Cowboys are seriously... <laughs> in don't week, like the Cowboys. In week two, Houston got their win, thirty-seven to seventeen, over Prairie View A and M. They gave seventeen points to Prairie View A and M. Last week, lost to Washington State, gave up thirty-one to Mike Leach in Washington State. They can score thirty-one points on offense against Oklahoma, twenty-four against Washington State, but they lost both those games because they can't play defense. So the point still is uh, is true here. And Tiger David on the text line says a Tulane quarterback is an LSU transfer, a very talented kid. Is he? I guess he's one of the guys that trans. They had two quarterbacks that transferred last year. Um, when Joe Burrow won the job at uh, LSU, it was middle of fall camp. What two weeks until the season started? There had been about a three-headed monster battling at quarterback. They named Joe Burrow the starter, and boom. Two quarterbacks the next day, within 24 hours, we're transferring. One of them wound up at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. I don't remember uh, the name, and I guess the other wound up here somehow at Tulane. Let me see if I can. So he didn't have to wait to play. Oh, it's Justin McMillan. Yeah, that's it. I remember. But he's well. You, on, on the show the other day, we may have, we is... may have gotten it wrong because we were saying that Jackson State couldn't get a player, but actually they have before. Well, you can. Okay, so. Somebody can go from a, a player can transfer from D one, which is like FBS, to an FCS school, and have immediate eligibility. There's no penalty, no sit out if you transfer down a level okay. or two or whatever it is. 
My understanding is if you transfer laterally or up a level, the NCAA says you have to sit out a year. If you're not a graduate. Does that make sense? Okay. If if I went to Alcorn State and I've graduated within three years, I still have eligibility left on the field. I've just graduated, got my degree. Well, if Alabama wants me, I can leave Alcorn State, go straight to Alabama and play right now. That's the graduate transfer. That's what we hear about all the time. That's Joe Burrow, Ohio State to LSU. It's one of the reasons that it's just the thing that everybody does. Athletes, they go to school and they get on a fast track academically. I'm going to get that bachelor's degree within three years. And then I hold the cards if things don't fall right at the end of this and I'm sitting on the bench. You know? I mean, that's part of it. Um, Savvy. Yeah. Part of that part of that rule. Brooksy Texas and said, uh, yeah, my upper body isn't cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Lowell Narcisse, or it might be Lowell, he was the other quarterback from LSU, transferred last year. He's at Gulf Coast Community College. So uh, appreciate that. Tiger David on the text line. All right, so just getting started here in the Farm Bureau studio on this Thursday. I mentioned the Cal Bears coming to Oxford. Later in the show, Brett Norsworthy from Sports 56 in Memphis. He's also the pregame, postgame show host on the Ole Miss Football Network. So we're going to get Brett on. He's going to help us learn a little bit about Cal. What do we need to know? There's going to be some specifics there. And then I'm going to take the information he tells me. I'm going to tell it to my group tonight at the dinner so that I'll sound like I know what I'm talking about. Well, you will after you get through talking to Brett. That's exactly right. And if you're listening, you'll know what we're talking about as well. So all that, your phone calls, texts, everything coming up here on the show. Stick around. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau, local agents that you get to deal with one-on-one, face-to-face, the way it ought to be. Somebody you know, you have your have their cell phone number, and if the need arises, you know who to call. You don't have to, you know, wait until, air quotes here, business hours. And if you have that fender bender on Saturday night, you don't have to wait until Monday and call an 800 number. No, just pick up the phone, call your guy. He's right down the road, and he'll come help you out. It's the way it is at Farm Bureau. Hometown Heroes, Farm Bureau Insurance. This show also stays connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. I, uh, where's my, there's my coffee thermos. $12 thermos from Walmart, full of premium coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. However, community coffee in the break room like and it's a little double entendre it's like everybody it's available for everyone it's the the, exactly. the the pot of coffee and it was fine it was good roger though sarcastically he started to pick on me a little bit about expensive jeans i didn't buy them and premium coffee and so he said to me 
Those jeans for five hundred dollars a pair. <laughs> I don't know what you did to get them, man. I assume you paid for them. <laughs> Roger said to me, "Got a marketing trade." He sees me drinking coffee out of one of the the cups, the paper cups that they supply in the break room. He says to me, and I may get it a, a word or two off here. He says, "Hey, man, are those is that uh, is that that high end stuff, or are you slumming it with the rest of us?" <laughs> Roger. Just because it's really... Community's not slumming it, though, is it? No. Just, <laughs> look, just because so it's really, really good coffee at High Point Roasters in New Albany yeah. doesn't mean that it's overly expensive. It's not, it's not overly expensive. Okay. So, But you got to grind your own bean. No, they, you don't have to. Oh, they've got... You Are just you, like to do it yourself. If you, I do. Because... Do you grind or crush? I grind. Okay. I'm a grinder. Okay. I, double entendre again. I'm not a grinder. I just crush a lot. Remember that? Not a player. I just play a lot. <laughs> Somebody now listening is going. This is the whitest conversation surrounding those lyrics I have ever heard. <laughs> it's coffee <laughs> and two two middle aged white fellows who shave their head because they're too cheap to get a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bo. Oh, there's another one. In the hair club with us. Ah, he's in the hair club. Roger, I'm so glad you brought that up. I didn't intend to talk about this on the radio, but now that you said it, I have to tell you. Sitting in the break room not 30 minutes ago, right before I came in here, I'm watching something on Facebook that popped up. You've seen over the years of videos for bald guys where they will, like, I don't know what they they spray it or the sprinkle, propel stuff. They, they sprinkle hair onto your head. And it's, or, you know, like they spray it on there. Okay. This was not someone's head. This is beards, men's beards. They're doing the beards now. And it's like a, the thing they showed, it's like a little airbrush. Like you go to the beach and they airbrush a shirt for you and your yeah. redneck girlfriend. <laughs> Panama City Beach, baby. You get matching sleeveless t-shirts on the front, you know, PCB, yeah. airbrush. It's Pink like an airbrush. color, yeah. But. It's in a barber shop. These guys are laying there. They've got something like blocking off other parts of your face because this is airbrushing and spraying. What it says is hair onto your beard. To thicken it up a little bit. That you can't sweat it off. The rain won't affect it. You can get yourself a full, thick beard shaped. And after they spray it, it like glues to your face, and then they cut it. Then they take clippers and are sitting there trimming your beard. And it's stuff they have just sprayed onto your face. <laughs> Doesn't sound healthy. I'm assuming that they're making a leap to the... Is this the same technology they were doing on hair? On on your head? Uh, I, uh, I, it has to yeah, be the your, same. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw something like that one time. They had this. It was, like a, it was like a can. Like a little can. Like a big salt shaker almost. And they're shaking it and out comes hair onto the top of their head. Filling in the ball spots. I am not kidding you. That's watching, where we are. I was watching Bill Gaither the other day. I was just thumbing through the channels, and they were doing one of their gospel reunions, and they're always great. And I I realized, you idiot, all these years, he's wearing a wig. <laughs> the whole the biggest, time. I'm telling you, that, that thing surpasses toupee. Oh, it's, anyway. it's a sure enough. Yeah. It's a helmet. Yeah. I've been giving him the benefit of a doubt all these years. Uh, open up. Uh, real quick here on the text line. Unnamed texture. 
No, no, no. This is Russell. Russell says, hey, Matt, first time texter. Say that five times fast. Older MSU alum here. My first two years, John Bond was our quarterback, and we brought in temporary lights and seats for the games. He says this. I personally think Tommy is done. I think he's hurt worse than people think, and Coach Moorhead is not saying so to keep the fan base from losing hope. Thanks. Enjoy your show. And that's from Russell. Well, that's one theory. I, you know, I kind of doubt it. I think Tommy's going through practice, and they seem to think that he's healthier this week than he was last week. It was pretty obvious that they wanted him to go try it. He wanted to and had convinced him he could do it last week, but then it also was pretty obvious he's just not the same. A few of those that got away from him, you know, you can watch a solid month of practice and scrimmages leading up to the year. He's never had any get away from him like that. It's just not him. Is he wincing when he's well, doing his throwing motion? Or? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but it was just obvious he was not himself throwing did, the ball. Did you say you'd had that similar injury? Yeah. It was my last game of high school football, playoff game my senior year, and had that, an AC joint deal on my throwing shoulder. And uh, it's really uncomfortable, hard to sleep for a long time. And um, then even after a month or so, we go out for basketball, and it still bothered me. And it was one of those injuries where you'd be fine, you know, running around, doing everything, and just one little movement would aggravate it. And you, It was not like a joint, a regular joint injury. It's, it was very quirky. So, um, yeah, I, I think that I would disagree with you. I don't think he's done. I think he's got a good chance to play this weekend. If they can get him to 85% against that Kentucky secondary, you have a, a, a it, it changes the, the whole dynamic. That Kentucky secondary is very, very susceptible. They were not all that great before people got hurt and suspended. Um or, or will miss time because of, um, you know, what a targeting deal uh, against Florida. So well, at least this, you know, that's that's a nice factor, you know, that, that maybe people aren't always, you know, considering. Yeah, Mississippi State has some players who can't play, but 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 you know, so does so yeah. does the competition, right? Check this out. What did Jake just come in here and throw at it's us? Like he gave you a gift card to one of the. Finer Thai restaurants here in town. How do I pronounce that? Well, you know, there's a debate about that. I think he calls it Surin, and when I when I did the spot, I I call I call it Surin. He calls it Surin. Okay, we got to figure out which syllable to put the emphasis. Absolutely, Surin of Thailand gift but, card. But Jake, now, but thank me, you, buddy. But let me ask you: if you had to decide between who you trust on pronunciation, would it be this guy? He had 100-plus-year-old, um, let's see, medicinal. I can't pronunce what he's saying here. <laughs> or uh, me. <laughs> Jake, I'm sorry. But thanks for the card. But to Love the, you, brother. To the guy that says, pronunciate, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Roger on this one. Sir, right. in a title. I got myself a gift card. Thank yeah. you very much, Jake. I appreciate it very much. He came in here and threw him at us. All right, still to come. How many different quarterbacks in the NFL and the NFC East have started for the other teams, the Redskins, Eagles, and Cowboys, in the time that Eli Manning has been the starting quarterback for the Giants? Think about that. I'll tell you the answer later. 
But coming up next, we'll preview Cal versus Ole Miss with Brett Norsworthy on the Divinity phone. So stick around for that. Stay with us. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. 100 grand. Got your text. You and Bates both. We're working on it. (laughs) We're working on it, I promise you. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio on location in Jackson with Roger. I can see him face to face looking right at it. It's a real treat, let me tell you. Whew. Well, that's when we need to hit that thing. It says, what a biggin' from uh, <laughs> uh, Jerry Clower. Coming up, Brett Norsworthy from Sports 56 in Memphis. He is the pregame, postgame host on the Ole Miss football radio network from Learfield IMG. And we're going to chat it up a little bit. I, I'm going to try to learn just a little about Cal, at least uh, some of the high points. And, and I know some of those, kind of what I've heard, but Brett's going to know it a little bit more. Let's do it right now. Let's jump in there on the Divinity Equipment phone. Brett Norsworthy, Sports 56 Memphis, and uh, pregame, postgame host for the Ole Miss Radio Network from Learfield IMG. Brett, how about it? We get uh, the Cal Bears and the Ole Miss Rebels in Oxford this time, as opposed to having to go out there on the left coast. I'm sure that I'm sure you're happy to host as opposed to travel. I, I am, Matt. Good afternoon to you. We went out there two years ago, and it took about two years for me to get my body clock back right. But, <laughs> but it's, back, it's finally back right. They get to make the long trip. You know, this was kind of league-initiated with the uh, mandated Power 5 scheduling, and mm-hmm. I guess worth trying it Trying it for both, both places, a, a lot of places to fly over that you could play football. I, I, I think the Kansas State-Mississippi State, State uh, access is a – it's a little more doable than, than Berkeley to Oxford, but we did it two years ago. They're going to do it, and looking forward to it. We had on yesterday on, on our show in Memphis, Joe Starkey, famous for the band is on the field call, uh-huh. and it will be the first time he's been in the South since he was the announcer for the Oakland Invaders in a USFL playoff game <laughs> against the Memphis Showboats. Oh, wow. That is really yeah. incredible. How about that? <laughs> Blast from the past, the showboats. Um, I, I heard uh, a story once about the old USFL um, and Jim Fife, you know, the late, great Auburn announcer. Yeah. Somebody said they were doing a game and they didn't deliver a roster for the visiting team to the press box. So he made up a name, and the name <laughs> that he made up was Jubilee Dunbar and said at the end of the game, people were calling the Birmingham radio stations wanting to know where this guy played college. Because Jubilee Dunbar had about eight tackles, threw three touchdown passes, and kicked every extra point. <laughs> oh, that's great. I think Jim did the Birmingham Stallions, didn't he? He did. That's right. He did the Stallions games. Yeah. He sure did. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, hey. that, that, that was colorful times. But we're ready for the Cal Bears bright and early Saturday morning. I know they can't be used to this humidity. I don't know if I'm used to this September humidity like yeah. this. You know, we really we got away with a, I, I say, fairly mild summer for us. Mm. And, boy, it has been blast furnace in September. Matt, I, I know it's hurt crowds, and I think it's hurt fervor for college football because it's just too darn hot and sticky to really enjoy this. And maybe this weekend or next will be the last one that we have, we have this because 
it has been hot. Now, I'll tell you a good player for Cal, they got a receiver from Hattiesburg that played in the Mississippi High School All-Star game against Alabama that was the slot receiver with D.K. Metcalf and A.J. Brown as his, as his running mate. So he, he's making the long trip home. They've got a, a defensive lineman from Little Rock, Arkansas, Luke Beckett, whose dad and uncle and granddad all played college football at Arkansas. And Luke Beckett's mother is former Olympic medalist in 1988, the Olympic skater Debbie Thomas. How about that? And and Brett, you know, I've heard you know about some of their personnel, and we hear so much about their defense. As you've started to look at them and study them, what jumps out to you about that defense? They're secondary more than anything else. I think they are just good up front. Watch them be great on Saturday. I say <laughs> that. I, I think they're just good up front. Pretty good at linebacker, but then in that that back that back part, that back third. Those cats can really play in preseason. Kirk Herbstreet said that they would be the number one secondary in college football. And that's Justin Wilcox's kind of calling card. Mm-hmm. By nature, he was a defensive guy. It's been quite a contrast for him coming in at Cal with the, the offensive kind of coaches they've had, head coaches they've had traditionally really for a long, long time at Cal, but right before him in Sonny Dykes, who just you know, wanted to have the ball last and score, score, score. They're playing defense. It was a really good plan that Justin Wilcox had two years ago and on that late-night game in Berkeley. And his D coordinator, Tim DeRuder, has kind of been a defensive guy and been a head coach. So that, that's, that's the hallmark of their team. They haven't been in many high-scoring affairs at all. They haven't been in any this year. They narrowly beat Washington two weeks ago on the same night that Ole Miss that we were playing Arkansas, and that game kicked at 9 o'clock Central Time, had two lengthy weather delays, thunderstorms, uh, very dangerous lightning in Seattle. I, I didn't know it ever got that juicy in Seattle. I thought it just rained all the time and stayed <laughs> about 60 degrees. Yeah. But that, that game finished at 3.42 Central Time that morning. Wow. And, yes, I was up goofy enough watching it on FSN, <laughs> on Fox Sports uh, 1, and the winning field goal – I promise you, Tom Candiotti couldn't have thrown a knuckleball any more than that ball going through there. It looked like a meteor crashing to earth, but it sailed through the uprights, and they called it good. And, and you know, it has really vaulted Cal to 23 in the country and looking forward to the game on Saturday. I went through this morning getting ready for the game on Saturday because it feels like, Matt, it's going to be, you know, it, man, it could be 13 to 10, 17, yeah. 13, yeah. 14, 10. You know, I just don't think it'll get out of the 20s. And I went and looked the last time Ole Miss won a game in the teens. And won a game. They played, they, they scored yeah. in that. But to win a game, 2008 winning 17-7 to over Auburn in Houston Nuts first year in what was Tommy Tuberville's last year at Auburn. 17-7 wow. in October of 2008. So, you know, we just hadn't been in many games like that. And Matt, I don't think I don't think fans I don't think we're accustomed to games like that anymore. You know, the Super Bowl was thirteen to three, and everybody the next day and the next week kind of criticized it and panned it. I didn't mind it. I don't mind defensive football, but there's so much of the generation you're now trying to appeal to and sell tickets to mm-hmm. and get them to come to the stadium that, I, that they're not interested in seventeen fourteen. That's right. Yeah, it's a new era. And I look at their scores. Got about three minutes left, Brett. 
they're identical almost. They win 27-13. Yeah. Then they beat a top 15 team, 20-19. to Then they beat North Texas and their good quarterback, Mason Fine, 23-17. to They haven't given up 20 points yet, and they hadn't scored 30. So all three of their games uh-huh. look alike. And that quarterback at North Texas and that quarterback at, at Washington and Jacob yep. Easton, that, that's two good quarterbacks that you've already defeated, kind of two good starting pitchers mm-hmm. you've already defeated. And, you know, they've won. That, that's, the, that's why we play. That's the object that's of the game. They've, they've won narrowly. You know, Gene Stallings, when he was at Alabama, I swear, I think he would have won every game two to nothing. That'd been I fine agree. with him. Yeah. That's right. Brett, um, you mentioned, I have to do this, you mentioned the knuckleball. Phil yeah. Phil Necro, did he or did he not wear a hairpiece under his Atlanta Braves cap when he started for the Braves? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say it what, but boy, it had a lot going on. Didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did. It did. And, and look, look, I, I'm a little challenged up top too. But <laughs> of all the things we've done in the United States in the 20th century and into the 21st century, and all that we have created, you know, going to the moon to the technological advances that Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and the big brains in Silicon Valley thought of, Matt, we've never made a good hairpiece. <laughs> Not one. I say it Not all one. the time, Brett. It never fools anybody. And I'm Nobody. fine. If, I'm totally fine if somebody wants to wear one. I have not one problem with it. As long as they understand, we know. You ain't fooling anybody. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> and, I mean, right. We, I mean, we will cure every form of cancer known to man and humankind and womankind before we make a good hair. That's exactly right. (laughs) All right, Brett. Hey, it's always great to talk to you. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be watching, and thanks again for your time. Matt, thank you. Always fun. Thank you. Yep, same here. Always fun to talk to you. That's Brett Norsworthy from Sports 56 in Memphis. Has his own show in the afternoons. You can listen uh, three to six, and he is uh, the pregame, postgame host for Ole Miss football on the Ole Miss football network from Learfield IMG. A lot covered there. Always enjoyed talking with Brett. He's exactly right. He's exactly right. Number one, Cal has a very good defense. Herb Street said at the beginning of the year, maybe the best secondary in the country. I watched a few of their highlights in the game um, against Washington, and they had several plays they made, an interception where it's just basically – corners that are um it's like they're in the huddle it's like they know what you're running before you run it you don't see that a lot in college football very well coached very athletic um the thing about this is though Ole Miss can run the football they can this is not the Ole Miss of a couple years ago it's not the Ole Miss of last year Scotty Phillips this team they can run the ball some And if there's any weakness on that Cal defense, it is up front. They're not going to go in there, Rich Rodriguez and Ole Miss, and just run this ball exclusively and have a plan built just around your run game. We're going to stay away from throwing. You can't go out there and be afraid to throw the ball. But what they are going to do is Ole Miss is going to walk in there with some confidence, I'm telling you, that they can make yards running the ball. And if they start to do it with some success, you know they'll run their quarterback too. You may get a guy open. You may get a guy open for a hit down the field because you got guys coming up to make tackles. Um, regardless, though, I think you're right. I think you can expect a low-scoring game in this one. Hour one in the books, hour two coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. 
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 